Welcome to Mr. Reticle Presents the C Word, a deep dive into the IBLP and WWYD. I'm Lynn. And I'm Amanda. And in this side quest, we'll be discussing why the Institute of Basic Life Principles is a cult. What does a charismatic leader, deception, homeschooling, and purity culture have in common? Brainwashing, abuse, and scandal. Oh my. Bring your snorkel, swim trunks, and sexy rash guard and jump in with us every other Wednesday. And then bam, music. I feel like we're supposed to do like a, hi, Amanda. <laughs> I don't know when the intro is not like you film it. I mean, record it when you go. <laughs> I feel like that means we have to say hi and stuff. Oh, well, hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> we're, oh God. <laughs> I don't know how Sorry. to start it. It's so awkward. In my own saliva. <laughs> I think this is a great start so far. <laughs> we're off. To, I mean, listen, there's, I mean, we're at rock bottom. There's only going up. Right. It's true. It's very true. Well, I'm Lynn. And I'm Amanda. And just for the record, the rest of this whole series, we're just going to be referring to Bill Gothard as Billy Boy. Yep. <laughs> Billy Boy. Good old Billy Boy. Um, do we want to? introduce ourselves not just our names we just said it like four times <laughs> like who are you tell me tell me about yourself Amanda oh oh I feel like I were I feel like we're speed dating this is great um I'm Amanda so I met Lynn through our friend Perry yep who um that was a few years ago I want to say you're you were in college was I in college I think, I <laughs> I think so no <laughs> How old was I? You're a little older than me, but I think we were both in college at the same time. So yeah. that's how I met Lynn. And then when Perry moved, I was like, well, I'll just keep hanging out with Lynn yep. and make Perry jealous. So that's pretty much that happened. And then we flip flop, we just make the rounds. It's great. Yep. Sometimes I get jealous. Sometimes Perry gets jealous. It's great. Um, I don't get jealous. <laughs> well, okay. We'll say I was, envious. I, I do when you guys go do fun things. <laughs> Yeah, like when you guys were in Utah snowboarding, it's like I hate you. Right, that's how so I felt much. when you were in Vermont snowboarding. <laughs> right, but then or I remember Austria that time where when you went to Europe right. without me, it's fine. <laughs> well, then I remember that time we were all three crammed into a queen size bed. It's like, oh, I do really enjoy not getting colds and sharing them amongst all of us. That's that's I'm a good memory. Sorry, couldn't help when, it. Listen, actually, you know what? You were there in Austria. Because your cold traveled across the pond with us. So sorry. <laughs> we infected everyone. Good. I'm glad that okay, I but... brought the plague to Europe. That's fantastic. Yeah. Colonizer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but really, well. Perry was so sick. I bounced back right away and then she got everyone else sick. And it was everybody was just drinking soup and complaining. It was great. Um, welcome. Yeah. Happy I, so I'm happy my my jealousy. <laughs> traveled in such an angry way <laughs> makes me yeah, feel better bad spirit you can't get rid of <laughs> but anyway <laughs> also speaking yeah. of our friend perry because we can give free shout outs is she also has a podcast called ps we have orders and it's about like being a millispouse 
but they talk about a bunch of other things. So if that floats your yeah. boat, go check. Like how out. to get your pets across the country if you're making yeah. a big move. Just or great like advice. moving tips or if you want to hear about Germany's Christmas markets, like they got all that stuff. So yeah, those actually really did sound lovely. I'm upset I wasn't there yep. visiting her at that time. But yeah, so um, the reason I, I find this whole thing super interesting is because I was brought up, not like this, okay, like this was awful, <laughs> but <laughs> I had a good upbringing. However, it was definitely conservative Christian household. So we didn't get banned from like wearing pants or anything like that, but right. uh, I definitely grew up in something that was healthy version of this uh, and then went on to a huge Christian school which, uh, you know, we don't um, have to say the name. <laughs> yeah. It's cool to say it's the biggest one. Um, it has its but, own zip yeah, code. So I know that. It does have its own zip code. Actually, I think it has a couple. Oh my God. About it. Yeah. I think there's like three. Um, okay. Yeah. And that involves a little bit of scandal too, for different reasons, but um, yeah. That's so a, that's I, a I different season. we can go on a deep dive on how I paid for somebody's yacht later it's fine yep (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so coming from that background and also being homeschooled too Mm -hmm. and like also being part of a Christian school and seeing the differences between Bill Gothard's education and what I got is uh very interesting and concerning (laughs) yes yeah very well I did not grow up in a Christian household but I was interested when I was a kid, I think, cause all my friends were like religious. Cause I did a wanna for ever, which is evangelical. I just mm-hmm. like the games. Oh, they were so fun. I didn't really care yeah, for I the, used to go. I didn't really care well, for then, the memorizing part, but no, no. Did you ever go to VBS as a kid or was that like maybe uh, a little bit before? I don't think so. I, but I know like I've gone to like churches that hold them mm-hmm. it's usually like one week in like july or something yeah yeah they do it yeah. um but i so anyway i didn't grow up religious at all but i was like curious so i went to a catholic church and my mother i was probably like seven and my mother would drop me off and come pick me up <laughs> uh, okay but like, like shoo child you want to learn picturing- go ahead i'm not I'm going <laughs> her dropping off just like at the curb and you're like so is um where do, do I, I go I, are these the doors <laughs> <laughs> I mean no she the- brought me inside because I had to go to like the kids like Sunday school or whatever and then yeah I but stopped going for That's a long so time yeah she would just drop me off <laughs> unless I had like first communion or whatever and then I I moved I like stopped going for a long time and then I moved to higher up in the Northeast in like Maine. Well, I moved to Maine, but like all my friends, again, we're still doing Awana and all the same things. And I started going to different churches. So I went to like a vineyard church, which is evangelical. I went to whatever Perry's churches. I never really knew. And it might just be non-denominational. I feel like that's what it is. Um, and I went to usually pretty safe. Yeah. And I went to like youth groups and I did like church lock-ins and like all that stuff. So I've been around it but I'm, I'm definitely more skeptical than Amanda is. I don't know if I can blame my mother for that. Cause I used to have friends drive me to church. My parents never went. So <laughs> I think as my mom, my mom went to Catholic school as a kid and my dad grew up Lutheran, which is a weird thing also, but 
Yeah, I think my mom, my parents didn't go, like they weren't raised in church at all. They converted later. So yeah, I think to a certain extent, my mom was more, more strict than my dad, but um, really strict about certain things to like, yeah, a weird, like, what is your deal? Like, okay. (laughs) Like you're freaking out over nothing. And I think it's because she just had so much trauma in her family growing up that she like went the complete opposite direction, which like totally get it. But See, I think that's what really my about this one thing. mom did because my parents were so easygoing that I think it's because my mom grew up in a Catholic household and like mm. a lot of trauma there. Yeah. And they, cause they were like, my grandparents were like really respected in the community. Like my grandfather was a banker and my grandmother was a nurse and whatever. There's nothing wrong with any of that, but they really cared about like how the, I imagine when they were younger, they were like the Dursleys from Harry Potter. Like they just cared. They were like peering through their curtains and like caring so much that people don't peer through their curtains at them. So Mm -hmm. I think that led to my mom having some trauma. And then she just went again, like yours did, like complete opposite just to avoid that. So I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Coping skills. Everybody's got to have them. Yep. They're not necessarily great, but, no. but they're there. Also, other than that, I currently am a dance teacher, has nothing to do with anything. And I have a podcast that's just true crime based. Well, we talk about like aliens and stuff, which is more mystery based. So if that's where the mysterical word comes from. So if you're looking for more true crime stuff, you can go over there to Mr. Radical podcast also on wherever you listen to podcasts. I don't have a podcast. <laughs> Amanda's on a few of those episodes. Right. Special guest. Yeah. So if you want to talk about aliens and the mafia and like a lot of cussing, that's the place to go. <laughs> it's my favorite. Well, are we ready? I feel like that I was enough. So. That wasn't enough. Um, I work in physical therapy and I am a nerd. I can keep going if you want. Okay. No, it's okay. I can cross one eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you do that weird eye shaky thing too? Where your eyes like vibrate? Is that you? No, oh, I haven't done it in a while. I don't think I was particularly good at that. That's fine. Cause I hate it. I think it's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, today we're talking about good old Billy boy. Billy boy. Gothard. So who is he? You ask. <laughs> Sounds like an old white guy right off the bat. Well, it is. Um, <laughs> I wrote doctor question mark. So we're immediately going to put a pin right there. And we're going to talk about that later. Dr. William, Dr. William W. Gothard Jr. Was born on November 2nd, 1934, and is the third of six children. His father worked for an engineering firm and also worked with the Gideons International. Um, and was his father was even their executive director at one point. And the Gideons International is directly from their website, an association of Christian businessmen and their wives dedicated to telling people that Jesus about Jesus through associating together for service, sharing personal testimony and provide and by providing Bibles and new testaments. While we are often recognized for our work with hotels, we also place and distribute scriptures in strategic look. Wow. Are you having a stroke? 
Yeah. <laughs> Stick your tongue out really quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> while we are often recognized for our work with hotels, we also place and distribute scriptures in strategic locations. So they are available to those who want them as well as to those who may not know they need them. So, so these are the people that, that like put Bibles in, in charge of. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was like, like the Gideon Bible. Okay. That yep. makes sense. That's exactly what they are. So that's his father. It wasn't him. Um, Billy boy struggled in school. He was held back in the first grade and passed through the next eight years of school on probation. I don't know what that means and I can't find it. Do we know why he struggled in school? No. Like, did he have a disability? Was he like dyslexic? No. He's just bored. It just says he struggled to make good grades. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. Um, and his struggle possibly led him to distress the public school system. Mm. Hence the homeschooling bit that we will get into later. Um, according to the IBLP website, when Billy boy was in fifth grade, he claimed that God brought him to an understanding of his need for personal savior through the ministry of child evangelism fellowship. Um, which is C I, I wrote CEF, but I don't know if they call themselves that <laughs> just guess. We can go with it. Why not? I feel like they all do those anagrams. Nope. Acronyms. Acronyms. Thank you. <laughs> um, I feel like they all do that. IBLP WWJD. They're just all over the place. ACE. Yeah. yeah. They're all yeah. over the place. So CEF. They started in 1937 and their vision slash purpose is to help children have a relationship with God and to disciple them in his word and establish them in Bible teaching churches so that they can become mature in their faith. I believe this is from their um, website. And they say that their special mission is to evangelize every child. Don't love that saying, but. It, it just makes me sound, it makes it sound like they're almost like our special mission is to weaponize Ex- every child. Yes, like, I don't that's know. why. It's, just, it's like the phrasing that's not great, I don't think. Yeah. In my opinion. I understand what the meaning is because I've grown up, like I said, like that, that is not like a super red flag to me, but I'm just no. like, eh, I don't love it. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's just the, it's just the phrasing, like. Maybe if your special mission was to like teach every, like if you said teach every child about Jesus, that doesn't sound as like threatening as your wording. Yes. Agreed. That's all. Gothard um, accepted Jesus as his savior and he and his family joined a biblically based church. I have a question for you. What is the difference between a biblically based church and a non-biblically based church? Is that a thing? So in that context, the thing I'm immediately thinking of is, um, I mean, each, each denomination can have their own different books and stuff. Like the Catholics have a whole bunch of books that normal Protestants don't use. Right. Granted it's, they're still Bible books though. So it's still Bible based, but then you have like, um, the book of Mormon. Right. Isn't the Bible. That makes sense. That's, that's probably just a little distinction. Which okay. I mean, most of Christianity is going to be Bible based one way or the other. It's just how many books you include. I just didn't know why they made a point to say it. That's why I was like, huh? Yeah. Well, a lot of, I feel like a lot of churches too, like you'll hear in older people, probably like my parents' age, though, like, 
when they're getting nitpicky about different churches, like they'll mm-hmm. like, you know, try to figure out where they're going or like, maybe they're leaving one. Like, it's just not very Bible based. Mm-hmm. And like, that could mean, it could literally just mean like, maybe their worship music is like, got drums in it and they just don't like how right. traditional it is. Like it can mean so many different things, mm-hmm. but I think that's what it would come down to. It's just, that makes is sense. it the book of Mormon? Is it like something else completely different? Is it a loose interpretation? Basically that's what everybody's worried about. It's like a very loose interpretation versus gotcha. strict interpretation. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Thank you. <laughs> I could have Googled it. I didn't. <laughs> um, an older friend of Billy boy's challenged him to memorize scripture. So he started uh, reading scripture in order to find his way through school, which he credits to his grades getting better since in high school, his grades got really good. And he even became a member of the national honor society. So even though he started off on like a bad foot, um, academically, he like righted his way and got better. I wonder if that's, I wonder if he really just struggled with reading. Like, you know, the more you read, the better you get. And like, yeah. of course your grades are going to go up. Yeah. And your vocabulary is going to go up because you're reading the Bible, oh, for sure. which does have big words in it. Yep. Yeah. At 15, he was concerned for his classmates in high school because they seemed to lack direction. And this is when he dedicated his life to helping teens and their parents make wise choices. Um, wise. He did this by working with inner city gangs in Chicago, church, youth groups, high school clubs, youth camps, and families in crisis. And then he did that for 15 years. So from 15 to the age of 30, that's like, if I started doing that 15 years ago, that's a long time. Yeah. Dedication. Yeah. Well, nothing wrong with trying to help people in trouble. No, of course not. I mean, especially with like gangs and stuff you know yeah and like great family crisis and stuff also I do want to say for our listeners we're not (laughs) demonizing Christianity or churches in general it's not about that it's just this specific one with this specific leader so please don't come at us for that no definitely not we are just trying to point out that there's some really toxic things going around in this particular group right not all Christians, a lot of them, not all of them (laughs) are bad. Um, anyway, uh, he received his bachelor of arts in biblical studies from Wheaton college in 1957 and his master of arts, um, from the same school in Christian education in 1961. He wrote his master thesis on a youth program that eventually led to seven biblical principles of life, which when followed lead to harmonious relationships with God and others. And that's directly from their IBLP website. Are you going to go into all the seven? Yeah. Just a little, a briefly, I think like our yeah, yeah. further episode where we get deeper into that stuff, that's when we can like really dive into it. Cause there's a lot to unpack. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't sure. do all that and cover who he is on one episode. It's like too much. Yeah. I do want to talk about his education for a hot second. Um, Wheaton College, their phrase is for Christ and his kingdom. And that's where he got his BA and his MA. In their own words from their about page, they say Wheaton College is an explicitly Christian, academically rigorous, fully residential liberal arts college and graduate school located in the Chicago area. It was established in 1860 in Wheaton, Illinois, Illinois. Not noise. Ew, what 
Sorry. <laughs> just came out of your mouth. <laughs> an S. It was just an S. <laughs> Illinois. And is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Um, their original mission and continued mission is to provide excellence in Christian higher education. Wheaton was established during the abolitionist movement and even lost 67 enlistees to the Civil War to the um, for the Union Army, obviously, because they're in the North. And um, that was when they first opened. Some of them returned, some didn't. Wheaton's graduate courses were launched during its third president's term, which was from 1926 to 1940. Phew. When were master's degrees even a thing? Hey, Google. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't really matter. I just got. No, now I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> master's degrees. It must have been around a long time. Let's see. Like um. Well, because college has been around a long time, yeah. 1856. Wow. So, that makes sense. Yeah, 1856 to 1870s. Because Oxford University is older than the pyramids, so. <laughs> right, yeah. So they started doing it, at least in the U.S. In the U.S., 1856, but it didn't really take off until the 1870s. That makes sense, I guess. Yeah. So if you went to, like, be a doctor, I guess you would get at least that schooling probably i don't know i'm making well, things up i'm just i'm literally talking just finding out. out more stuff to learn yeah <laughs> as they went they're like oh no there's more things we didn't know we found <laughs> somebody somebody's insides we didn't expect them to look like that <laughs> add that into the curriculum wow. and then it's going to be somewhat wrong and then we're going to change it later it's going to be great <laughs> right <laughs> exactly um so that's a little bit on where he got his education we are going to talk about the iblp what is it? Um, in 1961, IBLP was uh, incorporated as campus teams. So this was before it was IBLP. In 1964, after starting campus teams, Billy Boy was invited to design and teach a course at Wheaton, where he went to school. The course was called Basic Youth Conflicts. Uh, this course developed into a 30-hour seminar that more than 2.5 million people have attended. He started these seminars in the U.S. and he has also held them internationally. Campus Teams was rebranded as the Institute of Basic Youth Conflicts in 1974 before officially being changed to the Institute of Basic Life Principles in 1989 as his audience surged to go beyond just parents and teens. The uh, headquarters were originally in Hinesdale, Illinois, which is a small town that has like 16,000 people-ish. Um, and it's 30 minutes from downtown Chicago. They also have another large facility in Big Sandy, Texas, which is an even smaller town with a population of 1,300. The original headquarters in Hinesdale are no longer there. I th they do still have like a P.O. box set up there, I guess, but their headquarters are now in Big Sandy, purely. So they've moved. Hmm. According to their Wikipedia page, now before you get on me... <laughs> I did use Wikipedia because the documentary that existed that talked about all of this doesn't exist anymore and I can't find it. So Wikipedia That's was such a my, bummer. Because even their like history page on their organization's website, they just kind of talk about Bill. They don't really talk about like the organization itself. Right. So bummer. Yeah. And I didn't like when I did first watch it, I didn't take notes on it. So I don't have anything from it. I wish I did. Right. If I did, I would, I could have used them, but 
You're just fully present. <sighs> Whatever. Um, according to their Wikipedia page, they are throughout the U.S. and 12 countries. They have 200 employees and 1,000 volunteers. Granted, that's whenever they last updated that page. So I don't know how old that is. They are a nonprofit tax-exempt religious or charitable organization deemed by the IRS. And the principles developed in the class of 1964 have remained the same throughout the IBLP's existence. And I got this overview from the basic seminars website. So this is the seven things that he like had them live by or whatever. One is design. Um, Thanking God for your design is the foundation of genuine self-acceptance. The second is authority, understanding how God uses an authority structure to provide protection and bring inward peace. The third is responsibility, accepting responsibility for our choices and asking for forgiveness to gain a clear conscience. Number four is suffering, I'm laughing, suffering, (laughs) suffering, (laughs) recognizing God's purposes for suffering and fully forgiving others brings joy. Five is ownership, yielding our rights and becoming stewards of God's provisions results in true security. Six is freedom, reclaiming areas controlled by sin and becoming might in spirit brings moral purity. Is that a sentence? Might, might in spirit. So like strong okay. in spirit. That's okay. yeah. It's a little funky. I think I just read it wrong. Um, and lastly, success is meditation on scripture reveals the ways of God and guides us in finding life purpose. And then the last, it's a lot. And we will like, I do want to like dig into those one that I am going to dig into right now, because it's such a big part of their teaching is, um, just at least a brief overview of the umbrella of protection. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't like it. Um, according to their website, it's a sunny day. Darn it. You don't need an umbrella. I live in California. It's always a sunny day. <laughs> <laughs> according to the IBLP.org, the umbrella of protection is the biblical principle of authority. They go on to explain how an umbrella works like literally they're like if it's raining and you're under the umbrella and you stick your head out like you're gonna get wet <laughs> literally like they it mansplain it that badly on the website <laughs> yeah kind of it's really oh, annoying no. I literally was just like they just explain how an umbrella works I'm not gonna do that because we all know how an umbrella works um basic concept you forget it it stinks that's it but when they're talking about it in the sense of like authority or protection it's like when you step out from under it you're no longer protected basically if you honor and submit to it their words not mine you will receive the privileges of their protection i can't spell that word at all okay i saw that i was like huh. <laughs> sorry <laughs> don't read my notes <laughs> sorry uh, it's okay <laughs> jurisdictional umbrellas one, I'm quoting, this is directly from their website. God is the ultimate umbrella of protection over all people. He rules over the universe and governs in the affairs of nations. He defines the parameters of his umbrella of protection by the commands in his word, the Bible. When you honor God's authority, obeying his word, you will enjoy the protection of living within his jurisdiction. Makes sense. I get that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it does. Right. Underneath this ultimate umbrella, which is God, there is 
significant structures in order to, as they say in the website, train up and protect children to restrain evil and protect citizens to stand against Satan and advance the gospel and to provide necessary resources for life. We are responsible to submit to these authorities in order to receive their protection and the blessings of living in its submission to God's authority. I just don't want to, I don't want to like paraphrase off their website because I feel like that can change the meaning. So I'm quoting a sure, lot. Definitely. Website, yep. But I will always say when I'm doing so. Um, yeah, I agree. No plagiarism here. I'm citing my sources. It only lists um, like verses and not what these other jurisdictions are. So we're going to read the verses to you. I, I have not read them before and neither has Amanda. So first nope, we are going in blind, which is always fun. You want to look up this first one under family, husbands, and parents, like how husbands are separate from parents. Cause it was, I didn't make that up. <laughs> no, it wasn't me. I don't, is a few. Oh, I found a dollar in here. Wow, I've not opened up this Bible in a while. Sorry, mom. Uh, That's awesome. (laughs) Yikes. You also got so excited just now. I I got you a dollar. dollar. Oh, man. Uh, Well, in my defense, uh, the church I used to go to used to do all their stuff on podcasts. So I used to literally just listen to it. So listen, that's why. Yeah, it's actually very convenient. Yeah one um uh, i'm oh, already lost matthew mark matthew mark luke john acts romans first luke john corinthians ephesians right yeah they're after the corinthians I- nope that's galatians yeah. it's close to that because they rhyme and that's how i always remembered it i keep coming Found back it. to ecclesiastes are ephesians, you dead new testament new testament i'm i'm looking are you, do you, I think I found it. So I'll read the first one if you want, since the second one is still in Ephesians five. I'm also reading from a really weird future Bible. So the language is really normal and strange and I don't like it, but there you go. Normal, normal and five, strange at the 21. Okay. Time. I have this one ready. Yes. So Ephesians five, 21 through 29, but this whole thing almost. Yield to obey each other because you respect Christ. Wives, yield to your husbands as you do to the Lord, because the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body, which is the church. As the church yields to Christ, so you wives should yield to your husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, to make it belong to God. Christ used the word to make the church clean by washing it with water. He died so that he could give the church to himself like a bride in all her beauty. He died so that the church could be pure and without fault with no evil or sin or any other wrong thing in it. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as they love their own bodies. The man who loves his wife loves himself. No one ever hates his own body, but feeds and takes care of it. And that is what Christ does for the church. Okay. I have a lot to say about that later, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <Big care. laughs> uh, lots of irony. Okay, Billy. Um, so Ephesians 6, 1 through 4 mm-hmm. is about children. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. And then I have a little, what do you call that? Parentheses. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. 
Let you have Colossians next. Yep. <laughs> Did I find it in that time? No. No. <laughs> Even though it was very close to Ephesians, annoyingly. Oh, it's like two. Yeah, yep. It's just two behind it. Well, I closed the whole book, so I had to start over. <laughs> Darn it. I feel like the one you just read, it's because I was trying to listen because I didn't read them beforehand. <gasps> Multitasking. Where am I? 3, 18, 20. Oh, I almost had it. I have the verse after it highlighted. Oh. Father. Well, you know, it's good to just, just oh. read one and not within context. Yeah, so always. Read you want. <laughs> always. Because it says slaves obey your masters. I don't. Yeah. It's great. No, that's not. Um, <laughs> It's not great at all. It's uh, really bad. <laughs> um, fathers, do not nag your children. If you are too hard to please, they may want to stop trying. Woof. Woof. So that's on family. We're going to move to government leaders. Are you in yes, Romans? Which I'm, I'm almost in Romans. When in Rome. Okay, so for the government leaders, we have Romans 13.1 which says submission to the authorities. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Okay. I need to not be looking. Can you read that one more time? Just for me, I will cut it out. <laughs> sure. I like, I like cannot be looking while you're reading. Cause I don't take in anything you say. I, you have my undivided attention. Please say it again. Says. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by him. So basically, God put people in the authority roles for a reason, and you have yeah. to listen to them. Because they've been appointed. Uh, so a monarchy is what you're saying? Got it. This one is still about government leaders. Titus 3.1. Remind the believers to yield to the authority of rulers and government leaders, to obey them, to be ready to do good. I hate when verses cut off in the middle of a sentence. So I'm also going to read verse two. Um, to be ready to do good, to speak no evil about anyone, to live in peace, and to be gentle and polite to all people. Just because it's am. so bizarre when they're like, it's going to end on a comma. And you're like, that's really nitpicking. Yeah, right. Which, I mean, even speaks even further to that. It's like, why didn't you just include the rest of it? Right, <laughs> right. So then we have First Peter 2, 13 through 17. Again, submission to authority. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those that do good. And then, where is it? For this is the will of God that, that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as, as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. Moving on to church leaders, elders, and other believers, wherever Hebrews is. <laughs> uh, it's, in, it's in the back. It's a very small book. Yeah. It's near the it's back. If I didn't close stupid Titus, I would have been there. You would have been there. What are you guys after? Timothy? Uh. Timothy is also a very short book. Hebrews. Okay. That was I almost either. opened it directly on the page. That would have been nice. Lovely. Almost. 13, 7, 
and 17, I believe is what that's supposed to be. I don't think it was a through. Oh yeah. Um, I just didn't write it correctly. Oh, I even had a bookmark in that page. What does that say? Oh. For Hebrews 13, eight, very close, very, very close. close. So Hebrews 13, seven is remember your leaders who taught God's message to you. Remember how they lived and died and copy their faith. Um, and then 17 is obey your leaders and act under their authority. They are watching over you because they are responsible for your souls. Obey them so that they will do this work with joy, not sadness. Sadness. It will not help you to make their work hard. Hmm. Yeah. You're, you're back in Ephesians. Just Ephesians. don't close your book. <laughs> so, I have first Peter five, five which says, likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders, clothe yourselves, all of you with humility towards one another for God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) At the end, like, I mean, it is, but I just, I don't like it when they only give one, the context, even with like, within the whole book, you have to read the whole book. And even so, like certain sections, like all of five, like that's a whole section. You can't just pick one. Right. You could do like a whole, or even like how, cause I'm sure yours is broken down into like chapter five is living in the light. And the next section is like wives and husbands. And the next section is right. children and parents. Like you could break it down into a, more, in a section. Yeah. At least to provide context, not just like read this one yeah. random verse that has no context. I used to, I think it was my theology professor in school. He's like, yeah, uh, that's called cherry picking. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yet mm-hmm. they love, they love doing it. Sorry. Not sorry. Um, they do. Not everybody does. Some people don't. Nope. Oh, I'm right back to before yives, wives yield to your husbands. Yives wield to your husbands. That's- yeah, yives. <laughs> so this is <laughs> Ephesians 5.21, which is the verse before. So I could have just written that whole verse. Yield, if I read that whole section, I would have already read it. Okay. Yield See? to obey each other because you respect Christ. That's it. That has nothing to That's do it. with the church. Why is this under church elders and other believers? This is under wives and husbands. Mm-mm. so this my section at the top yeah. and two is called faith without works is dead and 218 do i oh i almost have it highlighted but i don't it says but someone will say you have faith and i have works show me your faith apart from your works and i will show you my faith by my works mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like the verse after it is way more interesting like you should have just kept going read it what's the verse after we are free to do what we want it's true so the verse after that is basically like giving an example of this is saying you believe that god is one you do well even but even the demons believe and shudder so like you can say you believe all you want but demons aren't actively doing good deeds so right. that's where it comes down to but see, that's just way more easy to understand. Right. That makes it like, that like finishes the thought. Right. <sighs> formed in my opinion. Oh, I literally You're have this one. Titus. I literally have this one highlighted. Literally. Oh, literally. 
I don't like, I honestly don't want to read it. Why did I highlight it? I don't know, but it's a bad one. <laughs> it's a bad, maybe you highlighted it because you didn't like it. You're like, hmm. I, I do do that. I do have literal pencils. Red flag highlight. That, <laughs> that say WTF, so. Yep. Like certain go. things that they say, and I'm like, no. <laughs> Sometimes I just write, no. Don't like it. <laughs> don't like it. Um, well this is in the bible so mm. i don't like mine either it's coming after yours if it makes you well, <laughs> slaves should yield to their own masters at all times trying to please them and not arguing with them i disagree heart heartily mine also, mine also has to do with slaves slaves obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling with a sincere heart as you would christ that's it now, you also have to remember in the Bible, fear is used in not the context we're used to reading right. fear in. Like, right. like, I read this as like, ch- like child slavery. It's more respect. Like it's more respect driven, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that does change things a little bit, but still, like, I feel like we would have to read before and after to really. But if we're <laughs> talking about employers, if you're a person that has enslaved people, you are not an employer. <laughs> you are an enslaver. Right. Cause I don't, people aren't free. I don't care I don't if know. it's in the Bible or not. That is what you are. Enslaved people. That's really what we should say. Slaves is not the right term either. Um, Colossians. Where are you buddy? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, first Corinthians, second Corinthians, Ephesians. Nope. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Is that right? First Timothy, second Timothy. Oh, I was right. <laughs> I memorized that when I was like nine and I still remember it. Impressive. Old Testament though, above my head, not a clue. I got like the first, like I got like Moses, but I always forget one. I think it's numbers. Um, okay. <laughs> Colossians 3.22 says, oh, it's the one I didn't want to read earlier. Son of a... <laughs> <sighs> I'm going to change the word slaves to enslaved people. Do it. Correct. Enslaved people, obey your masters in all things. Do not obey just when they are watching you to gain their favor, but serve them honestly because you respect the Lord. That's it. Yep. Okay. We have the last one. Six, one through two. Let all who are under a yoke as slave enslaved people mm-hmm. regard their own masters as worthy of all honor so that the name of God and the tr- and the teaching may not be reviled, revealed, what? reviled, <laughs> reviled. <laughs> just, just got dyslexic for a minute. Uh, those who, ha- <laughs> those who have believing masters must not be disrespectful on the ground that they are brothers rather that they must serve all the better since those who benefit by their good service are believers and beloved. A lot of feelings. Yep. Now, ironically, the verse I just finished about also enslaved people, if you read further down, it was mm-hmm. also said also masters like treat yes. these people well because it reflects on you. Do not threaten them or something right. along those lines. I'm Mine like, said something like that too. Like right under it, I had highlighted another one that said something along those lines. 
He's very much about um, being at the top of a pyramid looking like down authority wise, that it's not a lot of the other way around. Right. Like, or like they're looking up being like, I have to listen to this person. He doesn't like the verses that reciprocate well. So after that page or whatever, um, they go on to discuss the consequences of rebellion. They use King Saul as an example um, and how he disobeyed God. And they wrote, um, those who participate in witchcraft directly interact with destructive satanic influences. Rebellion is similar because through disobedience, you remove yourself from God's full protection, the umbrella, if you will, and are therefore far more susceptible to the attacks of Satan. So that's if you like diverge from at least the ultimate umbrella, I think in this story, which is God. They also use what happened with Satan. I mean, he left and he's like, I don't do this anymore. Right. So. Um, he's out of the umbrella too they also use adam and eve as an example like eating the apple and then you know they were kicked Mm -hmm. out of even eden or whatever um right they also discuss responsibility of those in authority and that by giving these higher places in the umbrella you have a responsibility to protect lead and provide for people in your jurisdiction so they do mention that 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 you're Mm -hmm. like if you're higher up in the umbrella you're in charge of the people below you. So you have a responsibility. Um, If those leaders fail or the umbrella breaks, the people in the jurisdiction often suffer the same fate as the leader who failed because they are now susceptible to Satan. So if a, so if church leader, leader messes up, then you are also considered like, not worthy anymore well that's kind of messed up sorry like that happens all the time yeah so (laughs) speaking of leaders (laughs) william um (laughs) this cause and effect should motivate the leaders to make wise decisions and for the people in their jurisdiction to help them make wise to like hold them accountable basically for making wise decisions um so basically they have god over everyone he is the sovereign ruler of the universe is the umbrella itself or whatever um his ordained human authorities are as such and i'm going to quote directly from the website because i didn't want to put my own paraphrasing family goes husband then wife then children it says god entrusts husbands with the leadership of the family unit a husband is to love his wife as he loves himself a wife is to submit to the leadership of her husband coming alongside him as a helpmate. Parents are responsible to train their children and children are to honor and obey their parents. I disagree. (laughs) Government. (laughs) National, it goes national leaders, then local officials, then citizens. In scripture, we are instructed to respect and obey government authorities and ordinances and to live honorably within our communities. National leaders and local officials are to punish evildoers and honor those who do well. That does make me wonder things about the way that the conservative, I don't want to get political in this podcast, but it's hard when we're talking about Christianity, which it shouldn't be hard to talk about Christianity without getting political. But in talking about that, it just makes me wonder like, not wonder, but it makes it kind of obvious how conservative voters tend to vote. Like they'll Mm. vote for somebody that, because I think in their 
mind or the way they're raised or whatever is like evildoers or people that aren't Christian. Right. Yeah. Like well, they're underneath the protection if they get their personal right. office or elected. Right. Like, right. Oh, like the, the country will be better protected, even though some of the people didn't want to really be under that protection anyway. Yeah. Right. No, I think you have a point. Right. Um, I think people are also just really um, more likely to vote for people that have a similar background yeah. that they're more familiar with. So of it totally course. makes sense. Because then they're going to believe in the same types of things you're going to believe in. And right. you'll, you can relate to them, which I think is a big deal to a lot of people. I mean, it is. It's a big deal. We want to relate and have the same beliefs as the people that lead us, for sure, obviously. Yeah, That's definitely. Normal church in the church, you have church leaders and then the church members. It says within the church, the leadership of pastors, elders, and teachers is essential for the health of the body of Christ. Believers are to honor and respect leaders and to submit to one another and walk in humility. Now believers are to honor and respect leaders and to submit to one another. Yep. That implies that that's kind of a two-way street. Yep. So as it should be. Yes. Because you can't just have a pastor being like, I'm going to do this way, what I want, like the board or the elders below him. Right. Like they don't get outvoted. If they're like, mm, we're not comfortable with that, then he doesn't get to do that. Right. That's how it should be. Yes. That's how it's run. <laughs> no. But the idea is there. Yes. Um, it's present. And then in business, it's employers, then employees. Um, they say employers are challenged to act with equity and care as they oversee employees, patterning their behavior after God himself, who is their authority. Employees are responsible to serve well, doing their work wholeheartedly as unto the Lord. I have no problem with that one. Cause it's no. very symbiotic. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. Nothing fishy there. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, there is a bunch of stuff about making appeals. If someone above your own jurisdiction in those situations asks you to do something that is wrong and there's a bunch of steps to that. And if the evildoer still forces you to do the evil, you'll know that. And I wrote this cause I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. Um, any suffering you experience as a result of standing alone and refusing to do evil is truly suffering. That is for Christ's sake. What does that mean? <laughs> um that is what we like to see as a martyr <laughs> so they are i mean basically that's what it comes down to so if you're suffering because you're doing something incredible uh, and you're doing the right thing and you still end up having a crappy situation like well at least you like stood your ground so the suffering is for like a good outcome i, I guess um but anyway, that's, so that's like basically what the church is like built off of mm -hmm. going back to Billy boy, because we'll dive into all of that more later. I just wanted like the basic overview. So we knew who we were talking about, not just like, why are they calling this man Billy boy and being rude about it? Like there's a reason, especially the whole wives are under their husband's thing makes me really angry. Anyway. Um, Bill never married, so whatever, according to it's the, funny that he speaks so much about marriage and he's not married. He's not married. Red flag. Red flag. Yep. Um, <laughs> according to their website, due to his focus on the Lord and the work he was given, that's why he never married. Like he was too focused on his stuff, which is fine. Totally. 
too focused on my career right now. <laughs> I feel like that's so that would be that would be an example of uh suffering for Christ is like right. I know, like I'm not gonna take a wife, my duties are more important. I have to do all this stuff. Right. Mm. <laughs> um word for word, I'm quoting their website. Um, they said he views each day as an exciting race to see how much can be done, how much can be accomplished to advance God's kingdom. Nothing wrong with that. I, nope, there's nothing not. wrong with that. Um, I've met people like that. They're usually fantastic human beings. Yep. They're just really excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bill resigned as president of the IBLP on March 5th, 2014, but we're going to get to that in a much later episode. Um, really quickly, because I put a pin in the doctor thing and we're going to talk about it really fast, really fast. Um, in 2004, he received his PhD in biblical studies from Louisiana Baptist university. I learned after I did all this research, uh, that it's honorary. So, but that basically means like, it's the same thing. Like it's reciprocated. Like, yeah. I think like I those transfer. Like, I think I googled it later. Um, but I did all this research, so I wanted to say all the research I did. Their mission, um, Louisiana Baptist University. Their mission is to train people for ministry. Their about page claims that because of the unique education we provide and our strong belief in the separation of powers, we have no invited government oversight of our programs, even though we are not accredited. We uphold high standards of academic integrity. In fact, several accredited schools have accepted our credits and our graduates' degrees. They are an approved school of the Baptist Bible Fellowship International. Um, and I had to look up the definition of accreditation. 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 <laughs> that, I don't like that word. Um, for a university in the U.S. And according to Homeland Security, why them, I don't really know, but whatever. It is the recognition from an accrediting agency that an institution maintains a certain level of educational standards. The U.S. Department of Education maintains a database of accrediting, accrediting agencies it recognizes. It's not, it's, yeah. it's not necessarily a bad thing, but there are mixed it's not. things. So being unaccredited means you have more freedom. Um, some colleges choose to not have the government or other outside organizations put any restrictions on them, i.e. the U.S. government requires all accredited colleges to make a public list of their faculty members and their credit transfer policy, where like if you're unaccredited, you don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. I, I remember when um, when I graduated from PT school, <laughs> my last year was when they were going through their re-accreditation process, yeah. and it was such a nightmare. Like the, we only had two professors and that, and that year we only had one. And she was the one that had to re like, make sure everything was good to go for like the next four years. Yeah. She was so busy with it. We had to teach ourselves that's that whole year. Cause that's she best. had so much work to just prove that like we were getting the highest education possible. Right. So, but that being said for a medical profession, yes. it makes sense. Yes. But I feel like if you're in any kind of church ministry, they're not going to yes. care so much about that. As long right. as they have like really good syllabuses and what they cover, they're just like, yep, you hit everything. Yep. Yeah. matter. That's basically what this is. Um, yeah. I literally wrote some colleges, specifically religious ones, don't have to follow the rules simply for the fact that, uh, don't want to have to follow the rules simply for the fact that it is a loss of independence. They might rather follow the rules of their religion or denomination as opposed to the government's. Totally get it. 
They yeah. also may not plan or expect their students to transfer to other schools. So the unaccredited credits isn't a problem for them. And then the other types of schools typically uninterested in accreditation are ones that train people for specific jobs where an accredited degree isn't required, like being a pastor or running a nonprofit or whatever. Right. Sometimes it is a bad thing. One option for a college not being accredited is it may not be a real college. Um, sometimes it could be a sign that it's a scam. For instance, a diploma mill will not have accreditation. I don't like that word and I wrote accreditation. it. Accreditation. Thank you. Um, not every unaccredited college is a diploma mill, but all diploma mills are unaccredited. Mm -hmm. Like Martinsburg. Right. An organization mm -hmm. can still be helpful education and not be a real college. Some of the drawbacks of attending an unaccredited college are it's harder to transfer credits to an accredited college. It's harder to get into grad or PhD programs. Employers may not want to hire you. For instance, if you want to teach at an accredited university, your diploma will immediately go into the no pile. Um, PhDs from unaccredited universities will not allow you to work in psychiatry or any other jobs that require a PhD. Students generally cannot receive federal or state financial aid. They may also Ooh. not be able to use scholarships. Well, that's a big one if you're going to yeah. attend a school. Yeah. Um, the education provided may lack quality. Accreditation is assuring quality while unaccredited schools lack that assurance. I would also like to note that there are accrediting agencies specifically for religious schools, like the Association of Biblical Higher Education is an example. You know what this makes me think of? What? <laughs> it's like when you go to a licensed breeder for a puppy versus when you're like, yeah, no, he has papers. We're not going to show them to you. Yeah. Like, that's what it so you're not like. really sure what you're going to get. Yep. Mm. Um, <laughs> so anyway, Louisiana's like PhD program. Their Wikipedia claims that LBU is not accredited because it only grants non-secular degrees for use in various areas of ministry. It operates under religious exempt status in Louisiana and is recognized by the Louisiana Board of Regents to grant degrees. They are a member of the Association of Christian Schools International. They're an affiliate of the Association of Biblical Higher Education, and they're an approved university of the Bibist, Baptist, wow, Bibist. <laughs> the Bibliest Bible <laughs> in all Bible land. <laughs> um, that would be a great t shirt. Anyway, <laughs> just red flags all over it. Uh, the Bibliest Bible in all Bible and Bible dumb. Yes. Bible dumb. There it is. Um, <laughs> they're an approved university of the Baptist Bible Fellowship International, which has 1.2 million members worldwide. From what I've gathered from forums, as well as that, as far as seminary school goes for going into religious work, LBU has shown it's a rigorous program and that it works for getting a doctorate for working in the religious realm of work. So it's like a real That's well respected. School. It sounds like it's a yeah. real school. LBU is also a small school with only 39 faculty members at present. So becoming accredited would give them more fees and paperwork paperwork would be added to their workload. Like you were saying with your teacher. Uh, yeah. Understatement. I. I said, I don't want to get political, but I found conservapedia and I feel like I want to read about it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Tell me all. I'm just intrigued by that title. <laughs> yep. Well, it's what it sounds like. Um, <laughs> I have uh, conservapedia 
is the conservative evangelical version of Wikipedia. Um, they have a page on LBU. And before I get into their thoughts on LBU, here is who they are in case the name is not obvious enough. <laughs> um, I would like to state before I continue that there is nothing wrong with having religious-based information websites or Christian-based platforms. We have nothing against those spaces existing. It's the agendas that they push that are questionable. That's all. Not attacking anybody. Nope. Um, Conservapedia is a wiki-based online encyclopedia, which is a project started by an American conservative and fundamentalist Christian point of view named Andrew Schlafly. Schlafly. Schla Schlafly. Schlafly. Oh, gosh. Is there a Mrs. Schlafly? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Yikes. Andrew. We're going to call him Andy. <laughs> yeah, your name is. My name, too, is also bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Your name is like a nightmare to spell. I'm sorry. I have it now, but... Yours is at least how it sounds. Like it, I can sound yours out, and it makes sense. Um, plus, itis is easy because it sounds like you're inflamed. <laughs> so. I'm convinced that's what it means. I just don't know what the first part means. <laughs> I'm named after a disease. It's, I've tried. I really have. Like name origins and stuff, or like Greek. Yeah, because itis is it's Greek, what, isn't it? It is, Greek but that that. Eric's family comes from Lithuania, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but it could but be, I'm, I'm a, it could be Greek way back. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, Andy boy, <laughs> no, Andrew is a Harvard and Princeton educated attorney and homeschool advocate. Very high withstanding credentials, in my opinion. Yeah, sounds good to me. Um, it was, uh, Conservapedia was launched in November, 2006 and has a free use copyright. The terms that Wikipedia uses as an example of Conservapedia's ID. So I looked up Conservapedia on Wikipedia, basically. And what they said oh, that's ironic. was that Conservapedia's <laughs> ideology is their strong accusations and criticism of President Barack Obama, including the conspiracy of his citizenship. They also openly criticize atheism, LGBTQ+, the Democratic Party, evolution, and the theory of relativity. They also claim that abortion increases risk of breast cancer. No. They praise and support Republican politicians, celebrities, and art that they believe represents Christian moral standards and Christian family values. As of last year, they have over 51,000 articles. Schlafly. Um, I want to say Schlafly. <laughs> no, I want to say shoe fly. <laughs> it's because it ends in fly. So I feel like I want to say fly, but whatever. Um, he wanted to create a space as a general resource of American educators as a counterpoint to the liberal bias that he perceived on regular Wikipedia. He claimed that Wikipedia has gone the way of CBS News. It's long overdue to have competition like Fox News. The site editing requirements require family-friendly, clean, concise, and without gossip or foul language. Do you think they cover sex education on Conservapedia? I don't know. I did not get that deep. I did read their entire list of emmy snubs or oscar snubs <laughs> um what i will it was fantastic let me tell you <laughs> so, oh boy but my my main issue i again i have nothing i have no issue with christian-based information i have no issue with christian-based websites and platforms and having things be family friendly i'm not even opposed to opposing views i think there should be 
if there is something that leans left, there should also be something that leans right. And you got to find whatever's right down the middle or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I'm not Mm -hmm. against it, but it is full of opinions. It is full. They called RoboCop. What did I say it was? They call, if I look up our old chat, I'll find it. Cause I definitely sent it to you. Oh man. Oh, well, I remember you mentioning something about it. Well, it's, it's funny too. Cause when like, when I go on Wikipedia, cause I go on Wikipedia all the time. I don't yeah. feel like it's really that bias. It's just like, this no. is the thing. This is what the thing does. So eh, on Conservapedia eh. in this Oscar snub, whatever, um, they said that the director of RoboCop was a left-wing smut peddler and <laughs> that's right like you cannot like the movie but it's your opinion like you can think you know what but eh. it's like you know what you're a horizontal puck wedgie i don't what (laughs) that's my issue it's it's full it's just full of of opinions when it's a a pedia implies that it's an encyclopedia and it's factual that is my main yeah and wick i don't i mean wikipedia doesn't name sling like that like no not at all that's yeah that's weird i don't like it that seems um shady anyway i hope this didn't go too left because i didn't want to send anybody (laughs) But I, I thought it was interesting and I wanted to look up their opinions on well, LBU, I, I feel like, on the school. Right. I feel like even you and me, like we have difference of opinions and like, yeah. that's totally fine. Yep. It doesn't divide us at all. It's just, they're yeah. different. Yep. It's, it's fine. I don't buy evolution. I still don't. I think it's that's dumb, fine. but whatever. It, you know, what? I think, I think we don't, we don't know. Agree. I think it's, I don't think it's anything that we think, I don't it think is. we're ever going to know, but I mean, I believe in microevolution. That makes sense to me, but. Again, yeah, that that's makes also sense. part of why, like how I was raised. Is micro too. is microevolution like fish that were like, I'm gonna walk on land, and then they developed legs? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, or like yeah. you know, like different breeds of big cats. Like yeah. they all live in different places, so they adapt differently. But yeah. they're still all a cat. Like yeah. you didn't turn from a trout, like from <laughs> slime to <laughs> like one of those weird fish to I'm gonna be a mammoth one day. I do. I don't buy it. I'm sorry. For like, and then it took 10,000 years for you to become a mammoth yes. and then boom, extinct. But <laughs> it made me think a bad of, way to go out. of, um, which I'll probably cut this. Cause this is just so sidebarred nation, but Franz, we were watching a video of a Panther just like chewing on a box or whatever. And he was like, I wish we could like make a Panther smaller and keep it small forever. And I just looked at Domino and I was <laughs> like, we have one of the, we literally bred them to be small and keepable. So they won't kill yes. you as much as they want to. <laughs> and he's literally black. Like he's literally a little, yeah, he, he is a cat Panther. but that's what cats yeah. are. They said, I want a lion that stays small forever. And we made cats like, <laughs> Yeah. There like, I don't know how much more obvious we have to make it for fun. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny. It's so funny. I was I just that. like, <laughs> right there, he's a little pile of feet right now. Pile of feet. Um, anyway, back. We're back. We're almost done. I'm almost at the end. So according to Conservapedia's LBU, um, Louisiana Baptist University, is a conservative Christian university and seminary in Shreveport, uh, Louisiana. 
They also claim that LBU is not accredited and that it is one of six approved colleges and universities of the Baptist Bible Fellowship International and that it is well known throughout the Christian academic and theological community. Liberty University, an accredited and largest religious college, does accept transferred credits from LBU. This page has a section titled Controversial Wikipedia Article, claiming that Wikipedia's page on LBU has been questioned for mudslinging and heavy criticisms against LBU. They claim the page is hostile and biased in nature. They claim that many users on Wikipedia who challenge the criticizers of LBU are called sock puppets and are blocked from editing the page. Most of what I read before about LBU was off of Wikipedia. Just put that in your brain. Um, The author of the 1993 book, Name It or Fame It by Steve Levikoff claims that LBU- Name name it or fame it? Frame it, sorry. (laughs) Just wanted to make sure. Name it or frame it. I skipped the R. Um, He claims that LBU, along with many other non-accredited Christian colleges are degree mills, not all. Um, the fourth edition has updates and responses from some of the schools that Levikoff surveyed. So is this doctorate real? I still have no idea. Either way, it's honorary anyway. <laughs> Which I don't think means. Yeah, I, do I feel like, yeah, I'm probably not. But I feel like within that circle to them, it's probably enough. Like it's real yeah. enough. I think as long, I think it's the same thing. Like even if you get an honorary degree from somewhere, um, like, you can't use it to practice medicine, but if you have a job that it's like not required, I think that's what you can use it for. Right. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, my last little thing I had on Billy boy was, um, him and politicians. Uh, he was known to be at the least acquaintances with various Republican leaders. He attended one of Mike Huckabee's presidential campaign launches. The former Georgia governor, Sonny, Sonny Perdue, spoke at an IBLP conference. And Sarah Palin attended Goth- um, Gothard's conference, International Association of Character Cities, in which her town in Alaska was a part of. And I'm not organized, and that's where I ended the episode. So the end. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. And scene. Do you have any thoughts that you want to contribute before we sign out? Um, I'm not I'm not surprised that Liberty took his credits I no, think me either. definitely not um I think if um you know he's underneath that what's that other thing there's too many letters and acronyms to like that's what I this. said <laughs> <laughs> yeah like the Baptist Bible Fellowship International if it's like long-standing history like I have no doubt that they would take them that yeah. being said, just because they took them doesn't mean they took all of them. Right. Uh, so there's definitely that. Because um, Liberty, uh, their education is actually pretty top-notch. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> First-hand knowledge. But uh, do you want me yeah, to cut I that? Like... <laughs> so no one knows where you went. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. I did get a really good education while I was there. Yeah. It just took me a long time to adjust to going to a secular school, which also had a great education where like every class didn't open with prayer. I'm like, Oh, we just get into it. We just go. Yeah, dude. Oh, <laughs> oh that's great. Okay, great. Awesome. Um, yeah, I, I just, I think it's really funny that conservapedia like exists. It's really <laughs> Well, if a, that it, ex- well, I'm not surprised that no. it exists, but the yeah. fact that they're so accusatory towards Wikipedia and I feel like Wikipedia is much more objective. Right. 
and it's the it's the opinion names. the opinion part right and I, the I know, pedia I mean, part is an encyclopedia which implies that it's factual and i know like anyone can edit wikipedia but it does get reviewed and you do have to right. cite your work and if it's not cited they say citation needed like right do they do they get citations clear. on conservapedia do they do that same no. thing or no we should we'll let find them. out be curious let me, let me go back there <laughs> i know there's a, a website that um exists i don't remember what the name of it is i found out about it from my old second youth pastor growing up that uh it will take um sex scenes out of movies like they kind of edit them yeah take swear words out but like so you can still watch like r-rated movies but they take out all the bad stuff so right you're like oh i understand so i'm not that. surprised that conservapedia exists and i mean for some people like just because you're in a christian circle like maybe you really do struggle with some dark thoughts every once in a while and, and right. being exposed to those kind of things would be bad for you and like you know your limits like maybe you really shouldn't be watching sex scenes and radar movies yeah so, great i'm glad that's a resource for people it's or not, if you have the site's not that, working like, so oh bummer oh, or if like okay. you have kids that are kind of older and they're like they want to start watching more adult movies be like mm, right just don't they're not ready for that like great right but so it's, the website's down it's not loading but my other like other uh, things are loading no. conservapedia it's just stopping because i checked my other websites and they're working okay so i have a main page that popped up on mine yeah i just want to see what Why <laughs> there is pop a up on mine? bullet point oh and there's a bullet is. point uh over 850 million page views uh that's just titled health so that's interesting also it's it's right below nato okay so they it does look like it's cited the same way like it's it looks nearly yeah. identical to wikipedia so I, I think they do they do have a reference page on different things i'm on the gun control one right now holy crap there's like 79 citations for this yikes huh. um okay so here's just an example i just clicked yeah. on video games because i wanted to see it's like that seems like pretty benign it's, it's not political something that yeah. people enjoy video game it defines it blah 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 board games such as chess are also played online and it says, but, and then and it's all bolded and like slanted chess is more beneficial to the mind and less addictive. They are very much opinion based. Yeah. Like, okay. All right. It also goes, also goes on to say video games, even ones exported to Russia increasingly promote the homosexual agenda, contrary to the policy of Russia and elsewhere. Like, I thought we were just talking about video games. Well, I mean, I guess for some, you know, you can have characters and stuff that are all different, but I mean, what are you really digging at here? <laughs> What's the point? Also, like, so just the contents of this video game thing, nature of video games, various genres, popularity. Okay. So that all sounds legit. Those would be like normal categories you get on Wikipedia, but then it says arguments against video games. And then there's like 0 0.1, 0.2, 0.3. I don't see an argument for video games listed anywhere. <laughs> doesn't doesn't go both ways so the page for against video games is very long there is a section four but it is very it's literally like three sentences does it have like studies listed because people mm. study that there have been studies of like yeah. the benefits of video games and like especially for like kids yeah absolutely like light and your brain yeah 
totally makes yeah. sense. And like hand Listen. eye coordination and stuff like that. Yeah. And your sleep wake cycle getting messed up, which yeah. definitely shouldn't be playing late at night. Yeah. Um, video games have been suspected of giving otherwise liberal people some virtual conservative viewpoints that's cited they have also been shown to help people become more attuned to their surroundings and increase coordination and in the future may be used to treat people with visual problems and to train soldiers that is listed and cited as well and then that's it there's just two citations for that and it says it's somewhat conflicting some may say it keeps participants more engaged mentally than watching TV. Well, yeah, you have to make things happen. Anyway, we can cut all of this nonsense. It's a fun <laughs> yes, rabbit hole, isn't though? It gets really it's so fun. It's a definitely the movie one was definitely my favorite. Are you okay, Bubba? Hey, yes, but his mouth is closed. Hey, oh, is he sneezing? But not sneezing. You're making me concerned, sir. What's happening? Are you going to puke? Oh, shit. <laughs> Not on run, the bed. Run, Lynn, Not run. on the bed. Shit. On this. Did he puke, puke, on on my, puke on my sweatshirt. I can clean my sweatshirt easier than my bed. Oh, God. That was a lot. And it's on my finger. Bubba. <laughs> what the fuck can just we... happened? I feel like we should keep this as an outtake. Hey, no, don't push um, it around. <laughs> Ew. He's okay? trying to cover it. He's ashamed. He's okay. It's okay, baby. Shit happens. Oh, it's like cow cat. Cow cat does that too. Dude, that was a lot. That was a lot. Was it? I kind of want to see it, in but I'm also scared. <gasps> that is a copious amount of vomit. And it's like, I think it went to the floor too. Oh, I just smelled it. Mm. Um, that should be our intro. That is a copious amount of vomit. <laughs> Are you okay, Pippi? What happened? I kind of want to puke looking at it. Let's, let's wrap this up really fast. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. If you need resources or know someone who may be at risk of being in a cult, you can visit www.daretodoubt.org slash cults. The link will also be in our link tree on our IG page at Mysteretical Presents. If you have any questions or a story you want to share, either anonymously, privately, or with just us or publicly, you can email us at mrreticalpresents at gmail.com. Make sure to leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. In the name of deconstructing, deprogramming, and all things holy. Until next time. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Music. Boom. We need a Jesus pun. Quick. All I, I smell is use- cat pee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so much of it. I might just throw that sweatshirt out. Okay. Lynn, what's the missionary's favorite kind of car? I don't know what. <laughs> a convertible. That's so cheesy, especially <laughs> considering it's about cults. I know. I love it. I love it. It's fantastic. <laughs>